Hello and welcome. My name is Mary Jo Laffler. I'm executive editor for U.S. Uh, commercial and R&D news for Sightlines Pharma Publications. And I'm joined today by Karen Curry, who is Sightline's Executive Director of Clinical Intelligence and also Chair of the Sightline Awards Judging Panel. Uh, so for the seventh year running, Sightline will host these uh, special awards, recognizing outstanding achievements in pharma R&D across a wide range of drug development activities. Uh, these will be held this spring in Boston. And uh, in today's podcast, we're just going to talk about what's new for 2023, how the entry process works, and what benefits companies uh, really see from participating in the Sightline Awards. We'll also offer up a few tips on how best to improve your odds of walking across the stage to pick up one of those trophies. Um, so, uh, hi, Karen, and welcome. Hi, Mary Jo. Thanks for inviting me to chat with you today about the Sightline Awards. So, I understand. And uh, 2023 will be the seventh straight year that Sightline has has hosted this event. Um, with such a strong track record, there must be some pretty compelling reasons why companies choose to participate. Yes, indeed. Uh, first off, the awards are really a very nice special event. We are very fortunate to have an in-house event planning team that coordinates all of the details and the venue, the set and the production. Everything is really professionally done. It's very entertaining, very exciting, and a really, really nice evening. From a company perspective, there are many benefits to entering the Sightline Awards competition. Uh, first off, it's a great way to raise your company's profile as a market leader in the industry. You'll be in the room with the top leaders in R&D clinical development. It's a great, great night. Uh, it's a great way to increase business opportunities, to meet new partners and potential investors. Uh, we also see this as a really op great opportunity to have your work that you're doing at your company recognized um, by a panel of expert judges. Um, this leads to gaining widespread recognition um, across the industry, and you can tout your success by using the Sightline Awards finalist or winner seal on your company and marketing promotional materials. Also important, I think, is this is a chance for you to validate your efforts and give a vote of confidence that attracts and retains talent. The Sightline Awards are really a fantastic way to recognize the great work of your employees. I think in today's work world, we really understand how valuable it is for employees to feel that sense of purpose and that sense of connection to their work. And I really think that winning one of these Sightline's Awards is a great way to reinforce that within your organization. And then finally, the awards provide a wonderful forum to share in your team's achievement and to find inspiration from your peers who appreciate all the hard work that goes into developing a drug and bringing it to market. Thanks, Karen. Um, can you give us an overview of the repeating categories and, and then we can talk in more detail about the new ones that have been added? Sure. The Sightline Awards include 12 different categories, and these are designed to recognize excellence in drug development within the biopharmaceutical industry. The nominees can be companies, either solo or in partnership. They could be teams. They could be individuals. Uh, we also have categories that are suitable for both pharma as well as vendor companies, those companies that support the industry in various elements of conducting sponsored research. So all in all, there's a category for just about everyone and anyone that works in clinical drug development. The award categories span across a wide range of drug development activities. So for work done in the very early stage of development, we have the most successful early phase research award. 
then that applies to preclinical or phase one programs. Uh, then at the very other end of the spectrum, we have the clinical trial result of the year award. And this is for late stage results with the largest commercial impact or disruption in a market, uh, highest impact on patient population or advancement of a clinical trial, trial design. The Clinical Research Team of the Year Award honors a team that has made significant contributions in advancing a new therapy through one or more clinical phases. We also have the Clinical Partnership of the Year Award, which is given to two or more organizations that have set a new benchmark in partnering through collaborative clinical trial activity. This could be between biopharmaceutical companies or with CROs, research institutes, nonprofits, or even cooperative groups. There's also awards for patient-facing and sponsor-facing technology, as well as awards for most innovative startup company, excellence in rare disease drug development, best use of artificial intelligence in clinical trials, and then also the Champion of Diversity and Inclusion Award, which was last, added last year. We really wanted to emphasize the importance of enhancing diversity in the clinical trial populations to improve equity in healthcare and ensure that treatment effects and outcomes are relevant to the real world population. There's just been such a rapid increase in initiatives focusing on diversity inclusion, and the nominations here can reflect activities in patient-focused study design, the use of technology, maybe it's awareness and recruitment campaigns, or any other creative and innovative approaches. Um, the judges here want to see evidence of the impact that these activities have had on recruitment or other metrics showing the impact. Um, thanks. So are there any new categories for 2023? Yes, those are the core set of categories I just described. And those I would characterize as just kind of universal to drug development. Um, and they've been a standard part of our awards event each year. However, as the event is focused on innovation, we do consider new categories each year that reflect some of the latest trends in industry. Um, last year, for example, we included two categories that recognized achievement in response to COVID. And so while it's not typical that we would call out drug development for specific disease, uh, given the imperative to address the global pandemic and the excellent work that was done, uh, it was really exceptional and, and worthy of, of that spotlight and having its own category. For 2022, we've added two new categories, one that focuses on patient recruitment and engagement, and another that is for excellence in the use of real-world evidence. Sponsors and development teams are increasingly adopting new recruitment strategies and technologies to actively engage patients in the clinical trial journey. And we added the Excellence in Patients Recruitment Award to highlight the innovative approaches that we know are being used to improve enrollment, uh, and involve patient communities and just better reflect the perspective of the patient uh, in trial operations. We also have real world evidence, which has been a real gro big growing area of research over the past several years. Uh, so our award in this category was added to spotlight the ways that real world data is driving new insights and optimizing clinical research from study design to site selection, recruitment, safety monitoring, and post-market surveillance. The judges here will be looking for creative and innovative uses of RWE and RWD to support a drug's clinical development journey as early as protocol development, all the way through trial completion and or regulatory submission. So are there any other changes this year that applicants should be aware of? 
Um, well, I would say after having to shuffle the dates of the awards due to the COVID pandemic, we're now back on track with our typical timeline. So the awards will be held in the spring in April and will recognize achievements of the prior year. So this means that for the 2023 event, the qualifying period will be from January 1, 2020 through January 20th, 2023, which is the actual entry deadline. And then also due to the growing list of attendees uh, that we've had over the past seven years, this year we are going to be moving the event to a larger venue, the Western Boston Seaport, uh, located in the very up and coming new Seaport District in Boston. Great, so uh, moving on to, to the practical nuts and bolts, can companies enter more than one category? Yes, absolutely. Nominations can be submitted to more than one category. And in some instances, you may even have a project that could potentially qualify for more than one category. As an example, um, you might have an entry for a successful trial that fits both clinical trial result of the year award and also clinical research team of the year. Um, However, I just would caution that you need to bear in mind that there is no kind of one-size-fits-all entry that you can just submit to many categories. Each category has its own specific requirements, and you need to describe and respond to those requi requirement questions um, in your nomination. So be sure that you're highlighting the right aspects of your accomplishment for that specific category, and make sure you thoroughly answer all of the questions. There's really no cap on the number of entries you can submit. Um, but there is a small entry fee to enter. It's $99, which can be applied to your attendance at the event. So could you tell us um, more about the judges and, and how they decide who wins? Sure. Our judging panel is comprised of about a dozen independent judges, all of whom hold significant positions uh, in the industry and bring decades of experience to the table. Sightline selects the judging panel and facilitates the judging process, but is not a voting member. So the judges score the entry questions on a scale of one to 10. Each judge makes their evaluations independently and submits their scorecards. The results are then tallied. And from there, the top scoring entries in each category form our short list of finalists. So this, uh, the short list of, of finalists itself is an impressive achievement given the, the number and caliber of submissions that, that come in. Um, but ultimately everybody wants to win. Uh, so what can people do to distinguish their entries and improve their chances of taking home the award? Yes, good question. We get lots and lots of entries. So my advice is really to put yourself in the shoes of a judge. Uh, the judges are really looking for a well-prepared entry that addresses each question that's found in the entry criteria in the awards guideline book. Uh, you need to write a really clear and crisp nomination and be very specific. So if you make sweeping generalizations without backing them up, that type of statement won't really resonate with the judges. So it's really important to address each question. The judges are expecting this. And if you fail to answer a question, it will significantly impact your overall score and chance of winning. So make sure you back up your answers with specific examples and do your best to provide evidence that supports your claims. Um, I'd also suggest that you work to respect the 500 word limit. If you get too wordy, your message might get lost. Also, there's a 100 word synopsis that's requested at the start. And here, you really should make sure you include your most salient points, um, grab the attention of the judge, and really make a strong argument for why your particular project is the winner. Um, also, 
This synopsis might be included in the event materials if your entry is shortlisted. So it's really important to make sure you don't include anything that might be considered confidential or proprietary in that 100 word synopsis. That sounds very helpful. Uh, do you have any other practical tips for entries? Just be mindful of the dates, um, both the qualifying period dates as well as the deadline, of course. Um, you don't want to put a lot of time and energy into a nomination uh, and then only find out that, oh, it was something that was done in 2021, so it's not going to qualify. So just really be mindful of those dates. Um, the deadline, again, is January 20th, 2023, so that's when you need to have your nominations submitted. Another suggestion would be to try and prepare your entry in a, in a Word document and review and revise, circulate it among your colleagues and get another set of eyes on it. Ideally, someone who's not familiar with your project and ask them to read it and tell you if they feel it makes a really compelling argument for why your entry should win. And as I've alluded to earlier, it's really important to be specific. So, for example, if your study uh, was published in a medical journal and you're applying for the Clinical Trial Results of the Year Award, you know, include a link to that publication. Um, if you've got some piece of software or something that's a patient-focused tool that patients will be using and you can share a web page or a YouTube video that showcases the product. Um, those types of links are really helpful and really help the judges understand better um, what your project is and the impact that it's having. Thanks. Um, how about if I don't necessarily want to submit an entry but would still like to participate in the um, in the event for networking, um, can I still attend? Yes, absolutely. Um, the event is always an entertaining and enjoyable evening, and the anticipation in the room is palpable. It's just really a lot of fun. The shortlisted companies are all in attendance, and the event is a great way to connect with these top professionals, and it's a great way to connect with old colleagues or meet new ones. Um, and everyone in the room shares a passion for clinical research, and that's really just such a thrill to be surrounded by other like-minded people who are really all working very hard um, for the same common cause. If you'd like to register to attend, but you can't, uh, you can't, I'm sorry, if you want to register to attend, you can reach out to Joe Kirkpatrick, whose contact details can be found on the pharmaintelligence.informa.com webpage under the events, webinars, and awards section. So um, thanks, Karen, for sharing those tips. If any of our listeners has a specific question, uh, who can they contact? Yes, so at the website I just mentioned, you'll find Joe Kirkpatrick's contact information and she can triage out your questions. She'll make sure that they get in the hands of the right person that can help you. Uh, we're happy to address any type of question you might have. Maybe it's a question about the event. Maybe it's about the categories, like which categories should I really submit my nomination to or anything really that might have to do um, with your entry. We're happy to help you out. If there's any question that you find ambiguous and you just want some clarity on it, definitely um, reach out to us and we'll help. So do feel free to do that. And I encourage everyone to consider preparing their nominations well in advance of the deadline. Just always good practice. Um, but that way, if you do have any questions, you won't be, you know, at 11.59 about to hit send and realize you have a question and there'll be a delay in getting an answer at that hour of the day. So please um, do give yourself some ample time for questions to be answered. And just a reminder that the final deadline is January 20th. 
Right. Uh, well, thank you, Karen, um, for your time today and, and all that great advice. And good luck to all the nominees. Thank you, Mary Jo.